Reverses. Murray. Looks long. He's got a receiver. Four. With a blocker. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth. We're going to get to our two-minute drill here in a minute. But how, that was that whole game, Cardinals-Vikings, incredible. Gus Johnson, Aqib Tlaib, they're my new favorite broadcasting team. Oh, yeah. And they need to be on... Like, whenever they have the game, just please give them fun offenses and, and like, wacky teams. Like, we need more. Gus Johnson. Man, I love Gus Johnson. And Aqib Tlaib, we've talked about him on the show. He is um, – it's the perfect pairing because he, he Aqib is unique. And Gus Johnson, I mean, there's no more unique than that. So um, – Didn't we look, take him in the first round of our broadcast crew yes. draft? And it was the right call. It was, after uh, after yesterday. I'm wondering if Paul Aspen uh, picked out Aqib Tlaib's attire yesterday. That was phenomenal. Dude, that was I don't a know fit if, if you saw right that. there. <laughs> <laughs> it was great all right we got an overreaction monday here um and we'll get to the two minute drill here but first we um aaron we got a twitter poll we got to talk about that's right so we asked on twitter at betql daily which winning sunday bet were you sweating the most so titans plus six at seahawks cowboys plus three at chargers colts plus three and a half versus the rams Ravens plus three and a half versus the Chiefs. I was sweating that one the most. But the people said 40% of you said Titans plus six at the Seahawks. Yeah. So that, we're going to get to the two-minute drill now. Yep. It's time for the two-minute drill with Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio on BetQL Daily. All right, gentlemen, you fired up? <laughs> what is what had the bigger impact on the NFC East? That the Cowboys defense actually looked pretty good against Justin Herbert and the Chargers, or that the Eagles injury bug is starting to bite? Now, Joe G, you know firsthand about some of the injuries that the Eagles suffered with Brandon Graham and Brandon Brooks. By the way, Eagles plus three and a half in Dallas in week three. So which one had the bigger impact? do you think? Yeah, I'll say it's the Eagles for this reason. I don't know yet if the Cowboys defense is decent. It was just That just might be the Chargers doing Charger things and, and not putting the ball in the end zone. Now, the Cowboys defense looks better. I'll say that. They look like they can make some plays, but I'm not quite sure they're they're good yet. The Eagles losing Brandon Graham for the season, I'm, I'm that's he's gone, right? We're sure of that. He's not coming back from the Achilles. Brandon Brooks. It's, it's uh, official? It's, he's done for the year? Uh, they haven't announced it officially yet, but everyone, yeah. good sources around the team are, are saying it's, it's probably done. And he, and he put out a tweet basically like kind of saying, I'm, I'm gone and I'll be around okay. the team anyway. Um, but here's the thing. I think the Eagles' front-end talent is good enough to win the division. Their depth, though, the Eagles have $15 million in dead cap room. You know where that – you know where you, you find that? You find that in the depth on the team. So now if they start losing players, they won't be able to recover. They can recover from these two, but – you probably are going to lose more players over the course of the season. A diminished Eagles team has a ceiling, and, and I think this starts to kind of lower that ceiling a little bit. And that one, I was on uh, San Francisco minus three. I bet it earlier in the week because I thought it was going the opposite direction. Market went against me, uh, minus three and a half. What I find interesting about the Eagles, and I pointed this out last week, and most people weren't putting them into the overreaction conversation. Is I thought it was that was another one of those overreaction games. 
Like, why are the Eagles only three-point underdogs as a team with a win total of six and a half just one week prior? Why are they viewed like they're going to take down the 49ers, who was up 41-17 over the Lions? I just didn't understand it. However, I mean, if I were to go off the board to steal from another segment, I would say it's the Eagles' stupidity that we saw yesterday. I mean, that's why they lost the game. I felt so lucky to be ahead with San Francisco with my bets. I'm like, just watching what I did of the game, like, they are not playing better. The Eagles are outplaying them. The Eagles are just being a dumb team. Like, how do you complete a 91-yard pass and not score on that possession? And then and then you're like, okay, I'm going to do some trickery, and I'm going to get all the fans behind me. We're going to do a, a version of the Philly special, and then I'm going to get a, a guy that used to play quarterback. He's going to be – he's our receiver. He's going to play quarterback, and then he's going to throw it away on fourth and goal? Like, what, what are we doing? How – I mean, what, what was the – Rager stepping out of bounds. Another example of stupidity on a touchdown pass. Uh, uh, Paul Aspen was right on this because we were sweating that game. And he's like, you know what? I think we got him because we got the Eagles' best shot in the first half and they're trailing at halftime. And he was right. Yeah, he was. Look, and, and enough enough of the pandering, Sirianni. Like, put the ball in the end zone. Like, what are we doing with trick plays in the second game of the year? Like, just <laughs> unbelievable. And that was ridiculous. And then they had two personal fouls on two plays in the fourth quarter that put the Niners over midfield and caused Eagles to use their, their timeouts. And one of them yeah. was a fumble, but it was a helmet-to-helmet reverse the call. Just the Eagles gave that game away. And there's really no need to mention the other teams in the NFC East because even though Washington won, our, the fact yeah. that they beat the Giants, just a terrible team, I mean, no need to even talk about those two teams. So let's move on. Um, NFC North, we moved to the NFC North and even with the loss, are you buying the Vikings offense could make them a threat in the NFC North or are you convinced Justin Fields plus an improved Bears defense could make them a threat to the Packers? And by the way, we got Packers and Lions tonight, Sunday or Monday night football. Yeah, curious how we're going to be viewing the NFC North tomorrow. I'm not expecting any big surprises, but who knows? We thought that in the past with some of these primetime games over the last couple of weeks. And the NFL always seems to surprise us when we think it's going to be a dud. A lot of times those games are more exciting uh, than expected. So you would think it's Justin Fields' time. I think the Bears' plan was to wait. Uh, Jake Glazer's report on the Fox pregame show I found interesting because he mentioned, he's like, yeah, the plan was for a few more weeks, but coaches and players are amazed by Fields every day in practice. And like, we got to ramp this up a little bit. I don't know what the hell they're waiting for. Uh, Bears have Cleveland this week. It's going to be a tough spot, obviously. Always is with the talented roster like that. But they have the lines after that, so they're going to be favored. The Bears should be 2-2. Two and two. There's an outside chance that they're 3-1 and one after the first month. I'm just happy we're moving on. We're moving on, and it's going to be Fields' time as long as he can stay healthy the rest of the year. Made some rookie mistakes. That's going to happen. Thankfully uh, for the Bears, Joe Burrow made a lot more. Three straight picks. Is that bad? It's bad. Yes. <laughs> I, think we I think we talked about Burrow as maybe interception leader before the season because they're going to throw a lot. They're going to be down. Um, here's what I'll say on this one. What's more combustible? The, the, the anger and the frustration with Zimmer inside Minnesota or, or the likelihood that the rookie quarterback makes a lot of mistakes in Chicago? Because those are going to that's what's going to hold these teams back. Right, like I think Fields gonna come in and show some spark, give some spark, and make some plays. But like the the fumble he had yesterday, I mean that, that was a play where it's a rookie quarterback mistake. He doesn't see the pressure coming, right? He doesn't feel the pressure. Like, and then we saw that in the preseason with Justin Fields when he almost got himself killed against the Bills. Like we're we're gonna see a lot of that 
the interception was worse. Yeah. They're, I mean, mean, they're both bad. The Bengals' offense did nothing. And I'm not going to – do we credit the Bears' defense? I don't know. I guess you can a little bit. Uh, the Bengals scored two late fluky touchdowns. Just, you know, they were gifts by the Bears' offense. That's going to happen. Look at the rest of them. Which yeah. rookie quarterback is just shocking everybody with their terrific play? They're all going through these struggles, and it's expected. Mm-hmm. Joe, yeah, is there an outside chance that the Bears overthink this and Dalton starts? I'm terrified I don't think of he's going to be able to. <laughs> because this was always a plan for Dalton to go in game three. Could be. But I, I think this bone bruise is going to keep him out. Yeah, I would say the ceiling's higher for the Vikings for now. Because they're just for now, the offense is just built Dude, to win more. Jake, Jake, you're among friends. You can admit it. Like, you celebrated when Dalton got hurt, right? It's okay. Tell us. No, I didn't. I'm not going to celebrate an injury. <laughs> Come on. That's trash. Did you did you say yet? Yeah, I can already hear you smiling. Jake's a good They're person. not even showing the video. I know you're so laughing away. about this. You were yeah, you were texting your buddies. You were you were happy that Fields was out there. Well, yeah, of course I was happy that Fields was out there. Like I but I'm I'm not gonna go out there and actively say it's not like, a serious yeah. injury. Well, sure. Serious. Well, it, 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 it looked fine, worse right? at the time though, too. Like one once he was walking around on the sideline, I was like, All right, fine, stay there. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> don't, don't come back on the field. Just stay, stay right there. That, well, that's what I'm uh, saying. Like when he started doing warm-ups and it looked like he was throwing passes, I thought for yeah. sure Nagy was going to overthink it and put him back in. So did I. I agree. And they escaped with a victory with field struggles. So it's uh, it's all good for the Bears. All right, let's talk about the Vikings Cardinals live total because at one point in the third quarter, it was 84 and a half. So pick any two teams. If you have to take over 84 and a half, which two teams are you taking? Joe G, let's start with you. I'm going to go Cardinals-Chiefs. I think a Cardinals-Chiefs game has to go over 84 and a half. Though I will say, let's see how tonight plays out. Because there's a chance the Lions could be in a lot of games that go over 70. I mean, they they could give up points in in bunches and maybe throw their way back into some overs. But I I will go with the Chiefs. and I think Chiefs and Cardinals is the best play there. All right, I'm going to go elsewhere just to mix it up a little bit. You have to have the best quarterback. So we've got the Chiefs on one side. Let's go Super Bowl. Tampa. Put up 48 again yesterday. And Arians mentioned after the game, he's like, we haven't even put together 60 minutes. And he's right. They've been sloppy. scary. Scary. They put up 48 yesterday. There were a couple of pick sixes on Matt Ryan, but still, they're not. They don't even look like they did at the end of last year yet. Nope. So the Cardinals are tied with the 49ers and Rams, two and zero in the NFC West. Niners and Rams, not exactly impressive in their two wins. Cards come from down two touchdowns. Do you like them to win the NFC West? Um, they still have the longest odds at plus 500. San Francisco first at plus 160. I still like, I like the Rams right now. I, I, I think that, I think the Rams have been, I, I trust the Rams the most right now. That was a good win yesterday to go in Indy, Indy and win that game on the road. I mean, I know Carson Wentz kind of gave it to them because that's what he does, but I thought that was a good win. The Niners injuries worry me more than anything. The Niners are really good. And, they, and I thought their win was pretty impressive. But Joe, you said it. The Niners yeah. were kind of outplayed in the first half. They got through because the Eagles you know, gave it away at, at points. I think the Rams have been the most impressive team through the first two weeks doing doing it the way they have. Boy, Arizona issues on defense yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, we could say the same thing about Seattle, of course, giving up 33 points at home to that Tennessee offense. So I understand why you would say Rams, but I'm not 
No. Like, if you have average quarterback play, they beat the Rams yesterday. The Colts beat the Rams. Wentz is a damn fool, man. I was like, what is he doing? You're a nightmare. Get off my team if I'm a Colts fan. That's what I'm screaming yesterday. Like, everything he was trying, he's just throwing the ball in the air. It's completely careless all game long. Totally. First and go from the one. They don't score. They don't get in the end zone. That can't well, how about the play? How about the play? He hurt himself. So he rolled his ankle in the fourth quarter. Th- that play was over. You know, no one wanted to mention this in Philadelphia. Remember when he got knocked out of the playoff game two years ago? The concussion yeah. that people yeah. wanted a penalty on? It was a screen pass, guys. It wasn't there. Guess what he did? He tried to run for two yards and he got his head knocked off and he left the game. Like he never plays the position smart. And it's going to, I mean, it cost him an injury yesterday again. Uh, to answer the question, I'm going to stick with the Niners. I was imp- You're not going to have your A game, right? You're not going to have it every time. They didn't have their A game against Philadelphia, and they got out of Philly with a win on the road. And it was pretty comfortable by the, end, by the time we got to the end of the game. So uh, I'm going to say San Francisco. All right, moving right along. Texans at Panthers, Thursday night football. Tyrod Taylor, um, he gets injured for Thursday's game against the two against the two O Panthers. Rookie third round quarterback Davis Mills is probably going to get the start this week. The look ahead line was Panthers minus four. It's now Panthers minus seven at Houston. How high does this number have to be for you guys to consider actually taking the Texans in this one? Oh boy, I'm, I'm shocked the look ahead line was that low. I mean, really, I know the Texans were coming off a win in Week One, but I mean that's. I wish I grabbed it last week. You know, there were some people it. that that took it at three and a half too. Wow! Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking the here here's what plays into this: the short week, right? It's a, it's the first road game for Darnold as a Panther. First road game for the Panthers. Short week traveling. What number would you take it at? If I give you Texans plus ten and a half, uh, ten at that, home, you take it. My my first thought was double digits. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's where I'd have to go. What? If it's Davis Mills for an entire game and they get, I know it's limited time, but they get to prepare for David Davis Mills a little bit. I don't know. Are we, are we too low on the Texans just after spending months and months of saying they're by far the worst team in the NFL? Um, we should do more than grant them. Okay. You're not the worst team. The Jaguars are the worst team. Are they, you know, maybe bottom, still bottom five, but near the top end of that range. Yeah, remember the year that the Texans were tanking, apparently? Remember that? The Dolphins. Was it two years ago before Tua arrived? And they yeah. ended up winning four or five games, and they were, they were coached better than we thought. That might be this. They, they might not be as bad as we think they are. Yep. All right, so how about the AFC South? The Titans pulled off the win in Seattle. That was a fun game. Now is the heavy favorite, minus 185 in the AFC South. They return home to face the Colts possibly without Wentz and the Titans are minus four and a half favorites in that game. Are we officially handing them the the division here, Joe? No, absolutely not. And we were all right about how how terrible this division is. Uh, Jesus. I mean, I I would just look for some value (laughs) minus 185. That's obscene. Why are they minus 185 after giving up 30 points yesterday? They still don't have a defense. What we witnessed in Seattle yesterday is exactly how the Titans are going to have to win games. Uh, plus 190 for the Colts. Man, Texans and Jaguars. 21 to 1 for both of them. How about that? 21 to 1. Yeah. Texans are a better team. This is the new NFC East, and the t- Titans are last year's 
Cowboys or Eagles, where you think in the beginning, well, of course, one of these teams is going to win it. Well, there's a Washington football team somewhere in this. I pass. All right, coming up next, our Odyssey <laughs> NFL insider, Mike Lombardi, will join us. Insider call is presented by Beck UL. Beck UL here to help us make all, make better bets through real proven analytics, bet smarter, beat the books. Download the Beck UL or visit BeckQL.com today. Mike Lombardi next, right here on Beck UL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.